Hi. <laughs> Hi. <sighs> Hi. Welcome back to the Barefoot Office. I'm so glad that you're here. <sighs> what a day. What a day. Work in the morning and then my kids all day and then work in the evening and I've been watching Lupin, Lupin on Netflix and so watched an episode of that, had a just a dinner that I liked because I enjoy it to myself and it was good. It was good. Uh, I can feel in my body though this kind of like... There's a point that my body gets. Maybe your body also gets there where it's like, I'm wearing too many layers. There's too many things touching me, even if it's just my different clothes. And I have to be done with all of that now. So never fear. I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm wearing my leggings and my t-shirt, but I just couldn't be in my sweatshirt and my jeans and my socks anymore. They had to come off, so off they came. And I've got my weighted blanket, and I'm just, you know, grateful to be here. So, I also am looking at this, and uh, the reading for today takes up my whole computer screen. It's kind of a lot. So, I think I'm going to do something that I've thought of before, and I think I'm going to read twice tonight. Where I'll ask our question for attention and connection on the first reading, and then we'll read it again for intention. Because I just think, like, I really miss out when I only read one time because I don't get that chance for my imagination to kind of wander around through my own life, having reflected on the passage. So, so that's what feels good to me, and that's what I'm going to do. And that means I get to do it because no one's in charge here. There's no one to control anything. It's just you and me spending time with ourselves, with each other, and with Jesus. So, take a deep breath. And if you haven't already, take off your shoes for the place where you are is holy. They came to the other side of the sea and to the country of the Gadarenes. When Jesus had come out of the boat, immediately a man with an unclean spirit met him out of the tombs. He lived in the tombs. Nobody could bind him anymore, not even with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Nobody had the strength to tame him. Always, night and day, in the tombs and in the mountains, he was crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and bowed down to him, and crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, you son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, don't torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. He asked him, What is your name? He said to him, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him much that he would not send them away out of the country. 
Now on the mountainside there was a great herd of pigs feeding. All the demons begged him, saying, Send us into the pigs that we may enter into them. At once Jesus gave them permission. The unclean <coughs> the unclean spirits came out and entered into the pigs. The herd of about two thousand rushed down the steep bank into the sea, and they were drowned in the sea. Those who fed the pigs fled and told it in the city and in the country. The people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to see Jesus and saw him who had been possessed by demons sitting, clothed in his right mind, even him who had the legion, and they were afraid. Those who saw it declared to them what happened to him who was possessed by demons and about the pigs. They began to beg him to depart from their region. As Jesus was entering into the boat, he who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him. Jesus didn't allow him, but said to him, Go to your house, to your friends, and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you, and how he had mercy on you. He went his way and began to proclaim in Decapolis how Jesus had done great things for him, and everyone marveled. Where does your attention go in this reading? For me, it's adjure you by God, don't torment me. And then my name is Legion. Hmm, I think that's it. What connection do you make to this reading? So as I was reading, I was just kind of noticing, you know, I think in a like more strict black and white dualist (coughs) kind of interpretation. I mean, you just wouldn't. It was interesting to me noticing that, I don't know, Jesus has mercy on the demons. And you wouldn't think, you know, like, the part of my brain that has been trained by reading thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pages of fantasy novel would kind of think that, like, no, smite the demons, cast them into the abyss. And that's like... And, like, the demons go into the pigs, and the pigs immediately drown themselves? Like, so I don't know. I guess they are cast into the abyss, but, the abyss, but like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. But it's just, it's not as, like, good and evil, right and wrong, black and white, clear-cut vanquishing victor and you know destroyed demons as much as you might expect and you know maybe there's something in there about making peace with your own inner demons about you know casting them out but keeping them close about you know 
in recovery, people talk about making friends with their <coughs> with their laundry list traits. It's not like I'll be cured of being afraid of angry people and any personal criticism or that I'll be cured of, you know, becoming a para-alcoholic and being marked by the, what's the word? The characteristics of that disease, even though I didn't pick up the drink. I just have to be aware of that and wrestle with it and do my best to kind of keep it in its place. I don't know. (coughs) Gracious. I don't know. I don't know what to make of all that. (sighs) Once I would have said I wanted Jesus who throws the demons into the abyss, you know, more revelation-y, apocalyptic-y Jesus. But I don't know, I guess I'm glad to be able to see that tonight. That Jesus doesn't destroy the demons, though, you know, you might think that Jesus could or should. So, I don't know, I'm just going to sit with that. going to let it be. The second time as we read, what intention do you imagine do you hold for yourself, having read and reflected on this reading? They came to the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. When Jesus had come out of the boat, immediately a man with an unclean spirit met Jesus out of the tombs. He lived in the tombs. Nobody could bind him anymore, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Nobody had the strength to tame him. Always, night and day, in the tombs and in the mountains, he was crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and bowed down to him, and crying out with a loud voice, he said, "'What have I to do with you, Jesus, you Son of the Most High God?' I adjure you, by God, don't don't torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Jesus asked him, What is your name? He said to Jesus, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged Jesus that Jesus would not send them away out of the country. Now on the mountainside there was a great herd of pigs feeding. All the demons begged Jesus, saying, Send us into the pigs that we may enter into them. At once Jesus gave them permission. The unclean spirits came out and entered into the pigs. The herd of about two thousand rushed down the steep bank into the sea, and they were drowned in the sea. Those who fed the pigs fled and told it in the city and in the country. The people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw him who had been possessed by the demons sitting clothed and in his right mind, even him who had the legion, and they were afraid. Those who saw it declared to them what happened to him, to him who was possessed by demons and about the pigs. 
they began to beg him to depart from their region. As Jesus was entering into the boat, he who had been possessed by demons begged Jesus that he might be with him. Jesus didn't allow him, but said to him, Go to your house to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on you. He went his way and began to proclaim in Decapolis how Jesus (coughs) had done great things for him, and everyone marveled. Hmm... What intention do you imagine do you hold for yourself in this reading? Hmm. I guess what I imagined as I started to think about how to talk about it felt all of a sudden more complicated because I was kind of imagining myself some friends that I know, some people who have made choices that have kind of violated their family values and have kind of led them to be on the outside of what they would have thought their family to be, what their family would think to be, and how much like the people come down and discover the man sitting in his right mind, And they're afraid. They're afraid that the demons are gone. Again, you'd think you would rejoice that the demons were gone, but they were afraid. And I kind of feel that in being the lost child and being, you know, the one who has moved far away from my parents, the one who isn't there, the one who, you know, I don't want to use any metaphors that make it sound judgmental, but just kind of the one who left and didn't come back. But also I've had to kind of just like do a lot of work to be aware of that, to be able to see it, to be able not to (coughs) valorize myself for it. But then also to, I don't know, start to understand the running away and the fear. But the fear, the fear, it's interesting because it's like, I don't talk directly. I mean, my parents listen, or at least my mom does. I don't talk about my recovery, about the ways that I've changed, about the person that I've become directly to my family, because I can sense with the hypervigilance of an ACA, the ways that it will be kind of feared, thought of as strange, the ways that I've become a thing that the family talked about as inappropriate, as hush-hush, as secret, as wrong, as defective, as sinful, even. And (coughs) at the same time, I'm recognizing that, like, my doing that is letting their fear continue to control me, I guess. 
So I don't know, like, you know, having been threatened by a family member over Facebook recently, and, um... You know, it's just like, I sense how the system and I don't align anymore. The people were afraid that the demon had cast out. And I guess this was more just a reflection on a connection. Because I don't know what the intention is. I don't know if it's to, like, talk about recovery. If it's to get the information from my sponsor about this kind of ready, set, go, this six-week crash course intro into what the ACA program is all about and share it with my brother or my cousin or my mom or other people who are maybe interested, maybe ready to kind of be aware of some of this work. And, you know, I did imagine that. So I guess that's where the intention comes. But am I brave enough to do that yet? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Tonight, though, I guess, I'll just let that, I'll let, letting that rise to the surface and talking about it and thinking about it, I'll let that be enough. Almighty God, whose Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, is the light of the world, grant that your people, illumined by your word and sacraments, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory, that he may be known, worshipped, and obeyed to the ends of the earth through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hope and joy be yours, friends, for you have within you and for you are the light of God, the light of the world, always.